Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. We want to welcome you, everybody. This is the Global Watch International Call. It is January 9th, 2023, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. And we are starting the second week of the unveiling. The unveiling is three weeks that we're doing this year of special sessions at the start of the calendar year. And this particular hour, this particular time period is the journey, and which is our usual discipleship time. For this hour, we're going to talk about the corporate call of the watchman. And most of you have heard our teachings or are familiar with the corporate call, but it doesn't hurt to just revisit this and just remember that this is a key part of the watchman and who we are. So <clears throat> we're going to do that. It's a pre-recorded message because it's Susan and me and Susan's not here. She's in Korea <clears throat> ministering and leading and stirring up a great deal of trouble in the spirit, which uh, she loves to do. That's her gift and uh, one of her gifts. And we decided that we would, uh, we would pre-record this. So we're going to do that. We're going to actually have a worship song then we're going to do the, the message, and then we will go into breakout sessions, and away we go. We're going to have a lot of fun today because, mm -hmm. because we're all together, and we have fun when we're together, do we not? And uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength, which is so good. doesn't matter what our circumstances are. We can still have the joy of the Lord. So I would like to have, let us have Vic and Diane. Why don't you guys open us up in prayer? Okay, good morning, Fred. Good morning, everybody. Father, we just thank you that we are here together, gathered as a family once again. We thank you for this 21 days, Lord, for this opportunity to see each other daily as we gather. And we pray, Lord, that as we revisit the, the teachings around corporate watchmen, that you would reveal things new to us where we need to. You would reinforce force things that we already know and above all lord remind us that we are in this together you are mobilizing us as an army is mobilized for warfare and lord that can be a scary time for some an exciting time for others we all respond in different ways lord i just pray that you would give us grace for each other to to walk together in this mobilization towards spiritual war in jesus name amen Amen. Thank you so much, Vic. All right, here we go with the worship song. This is one of my favorite versions of the blessing. So here we go. Got it. All right, everybody, we want to just welcome you. This is just a fun time when Susan and I are going to go back and forth about the community call, the community call of a watchman. And, it's our uh, favorite subject, Fred. <laughs> Yes, because we are a community and we just need to know why we're doing what we're doing and the power of it, because it's just very key to the watch. So, in fact, Susan, you were adamant about this and about the corporate sense of things that when you were doing your master's degree, you did a thesis on um, community prayer and how this community is lacking. Community prayer is so lacking in the church that you, in fact, turned your thesis into a book, Unleashed, Unlocking the Power of Corporate Prayer. So 
why don't you start off and give us your, why do we do corporate prayer? Why is it important? What's what's going on with it? Sure, but I want to give a little bit of a prophetic edge of this, of why Fed and I feel so strongly about this. We've been in the prayer movement for decades, and we held a prayer gathering, a conference in Bakersfield a number of years ago. It was at least 20 years ago. I don't know if you remember this, Fred, but it, the power of God fell. It was just very powerful, and handkerchiefs went out to the... <laughs> hospitals and we got report of people being healed and it was very exciting and then the conference came to an end and the, we felt the glory and the afterglow of anything like that and we were sitting in our living room and there came a knock at our door and we went to open the door and nobody was there it was just a quiet I think it was March or May evening and could not hear there was nobody there and then we both heard this word that there's no vessel that can contain my glory. And both, to be honest, both were, of us were a little bit troubled because it was so glorious to be in that whole company. And then all of a sudden we're here. And where's the sustaining glow of that? And we both know, knew then he had, God had already talked to us about the need for more community before that, and this solidified the fact that we needed to develop much more community in prayer. We actually then went underground and started working relationships across our state, and that's how we do the Global Watch even today. And then the opportunity, like Fred said, it came up through our church for me to go pursue a master's degree, and I did not want to go for one more degree in myself, in my flesh, I did not want to do this. But within the second class, I came about, across a Barna study, How Americans Pray. And I read it and I thought, oh my gosh, this is why I'm here, Lord. You're really speaking about this community in prayer. And in that article, it's noted that less than 2% of the church-going population in America experience corporate prayer. And those of us in the House of Prayer movement and on the prayer front edge, is, that's a hard concept to see. But when I started looking around, that's true. There's, there weren't very many churches that even had corporate prayer expressions. And even going through this, this, this master's degree at a Christian college, the teachings on prayer were all about silent and solo, the sort of the Lectio Divina way of doing things, where you just take one verse, you sit by yourself, and then you pray through for about a half an hour. <laughs> I that, don't. Is that Lectio Divina? I never heard you say that. That's pretty. Yeah, that's you know. what it is, basically. And so. it's a marvelous practice. And we that's not to say we, people shouldn't do that. I'm not knocking that. But that can't be the only expression. We need to have this corporate gathering to um, to sharpen ourselves. How, do, how else do we get? Fred is always sharpening me, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well, iron you're you're sharpening me even more. <laughs> it hurts when you sharpen me sometimes. But as we gather as watchmen, we're really into this end time narrative as well. And in Matthew 24, Jesus warns of us, us of offenses. And he that that is something that we're and then betrayal cultures that are going to rise up. And we already see it happening. Just look, 
at our governmental structures, the governments raging against each other. Even in our own government, we're in this process of deciding who's going to be the House Speaker. And all of the negotiations, that's all corporate work. And we need to know how to handle offenses. And Fred and I, we are, um, we've come to the realization that it's not unbearable to go ahead and deal with offenses when they come right at your door and to recognize that you're developing an offense towards somebody or something and then to address it right away because if you don't address it we have learned that it's like the alligator in the swamp it's going to come in and come back and bite you at some point or other but anyway a passion that we have is about this corporate community sense and we in our pursuit in the prayer streams we came across the fact that fred's family here in america hosted conference in Zendorf from Herrenhut. and in fact the rao family i'm not saying this to tout ourselves but rather to understand that this is really a root issue that god is bringing forth right now but we and we found out that the rao family was in three of the goals for that conference Zinzendorf wrote for his outreach to North America. And it was through his staying at this at the Rao family household. And it was there that the first Christian congregation for Native Americans was established. So anyway, this there's so much power. The Axe Church was birthed in a corporate community. And it was it grew through the corporate expression of prayer. So of course, it's a powerful expression that we in the church, the ecclesia, need to understand and grow in because that is the power of the church and why the enemy wants to take that away because why? He'll decrease the power of the church. And that's Honestly, that's why that we're in the mess that we're in. And we as watchmen, as the Global Watch, we are commissioning us all this week to learn more about community and prayer. What does it mean for me in my relationships? Are there people that I need to talk to, that I need to mend some offense with? I pray that this is a meaningful week for us all to circumcise ourselves to get right with each other. In Matthew 18, we all like to quote where two or more are gathered in his name. There he is with us. But we miss the previous verses where if we have an offense, we must go and clear that up before we come together and worship the Lord. That's my briefing. Fred, I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah, so let's just have a little bit of a more of a conversation about this, talking mm -hmm. about the importance of community and then you're talking about, when you're talking about offenses and dealing with them, you're talking about how to operate successfully in the community. So how to operate successfully in the community is that we're, we're to be loving towards each other and we're to Amen. keep accounts short. We're, yes. We're to deal with, we're to deal with conflict right away. That's in Matthew 18. And we're to, we're to not be, we're to not be offended. And if we are, we need to, we need to get over it. We need to, we need to deal with it right away I might because also, we're, because it's divisions are not, this was not God's intent. Why is that? Because it's very clear in, in John 13, verse 35, by this, all will know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. So we've partly, it's a witness to the world that we have to operate in community 
with loving towards each other. And what does that mean exactly? It means serving one another, preferring one another. It means speaking life into each other, blessing each other. These are things that are, that are, should be the, the very basics of, of the Christian walk. Unfortunately, it's oftentimes, that's oftentimes not the case. We all know, especially in larger churches, this happens in small churches as well, but more so in larger churches, it's very easy to go to church on a Sunday morning and greet one another superficially, and then you're listening to the message or you're worshiping, but you're not really interacting with the other people there. And, and our, we are supposed to operate in and live in community where we are, where we're spurring one another on towards love and good deeds, Hebrews 10:24, And that's just so very important. So why is that important for the watch? For se- several things. One, I think one thing that's really obvious is that you can't have a watchman on the wall by themselves. They have to be, the wall is, needs to have multiple people on it at all times. And, and those people need to be communicating with each other. They need to be in agreement with each other. They need to be supporting one another. This is all just, just a standard fare for the watchman. Do you want to add to that or you have any comments about that? Yeah, I just have a couple of comments, a couple of tidbits that we have mm-hmm. learned in dealing with conflict is that, especially for me, <laughs> Fred, you can comment on that if you want to be honest. I have learned that when I get really upset because there's things aren't going right, I really have to seek the Lord on how to say it and what to say. Sometimes it requires an immediate response, but at other times it's wise to pull back and zip your mouth and wait till God gives you the right thing to say. Rely on God in all of these kinds of adverse circumstances, and you'll find that you won't be the center of offense either, particularly if it's really a big issue. I would caution us all to just pull back and get the mind of the Lord before we go spouting off, because you know what? There may be offenses in us. There may be things that are strongholds in us, that are causing us to react the way that we do. And it's best to seek the Lord on how we are to respond to these things. So that's part of living in community and being wise in how we are to speak. Be circumspect in how we walk. Yeah, and we're not experts on this. We're still on a big learning curve about it. We've just noticed or understood or our understanding that when we have a conflict with somebody, we need to talk with them about it as soon as possible because most of the time there's some type of, there's been some kind of type of miscommunication or misunderstanding. And, and it's when you actually have the time to talk with somebody, hear their perspective and hear what's going on, you can, it's just much easier to just resolve it. That usually face-to-face, you have a conversation, you take more than, it's more than a f- five minute issue usually. And, and what often happens is that once you resolve that conflict, your relationship with that person grows and you understand that though you may have differences that there that you can resolve them and you can appreciate the other person for who they are and for their perspective on things i think that's just so important that's part of the way we build community god did not create us all the same thank god he created us differently and we come at things from different perspectives and have different thoughts about the way that we so this is important this is an important 
function of building community. The other thing that I'm going to add to this for us as a community and for us to establish a safe foundation for different families to come and operate and different ministries coming in to operate, different perspectives to work together, we've laid a foundation on core values. And much of the core values really speak to how we handle each other. And one that you, we, you've heard us speak a lot about is Isaiah 58, 9 through 12, where if you take away the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, listen, everybody, the pointing of the finger is so much easier than taking perspective and looking at yourself and dealing with yourself. Why are you reacting this way? And growing through, allowing God to grow you through a, a situation. Because if we take away the, that pointing of the finger, guess what? Isaiah 58, 12 happens. We become repairers of the breach and restorers of streets to dwell in. And honestly, part of this whole how we treat each other, Fred, I feel is an invitation <laughs> to a lot of joy and blessing, yes. But in the difficult places, there's a cross right there between you and the offense. And the Lord is asking you, are you going to just feed into the offense or will you take the cross and walk with me through this? And I have found that the, in these crushing times where you're really crushed to the pulp, but that's actually the place where God wants me to take on the cross. And he has always rewarded that with re wisdom, revelation, and actually that's where our point of advance comes spiritually. It's very hard to advance spiritually if you continue to hold on to offenses. It just doesn't happen. But if you work through it, allow the forgiveness to work, then the the reward is in heaven. And the last thing I would say is that there is there's a joy when you walk through that offense. At the other end, there is a joy where you can come together with people from different streams, opposite <clears throat> ends of the pole, and come together and have a fellowship. That's the joy of the cross. Yeah, so that's so we've been focusing a lot more on conflict and well, it's part of the story when you talk about community and why yeah, a lot of people yeah. stay isolated, quite honestly. That's right. But, right. But the other part of the story is that the power of agreement is huge. Yes. And, uh, and this is where in Matthew 18, it's these scriptures. I keep going back to them because they're so powerful. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. That's amazing. That's two people. We're two people in agreement and in agreement with God. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. We've been studying about the ecclesia and the power of two or three. And and but if we're going to be in agreement, we have to be. We have to love each other. We have to be trusting each other. We have to be walking together. And this is part of the reason why community is so important. But you know what, if we can get this right, we are going to see a, an incredible explosion of our authority in the Lord as we come into prayer. And you know what, the Global Watch is an, an experiment in this. We're growing in this. It's not like a science experiment, but it is like we're trying to take scripture. We're trying to understand the context and what it means and what it means to be part of the ecclesia. And then we're trying to walk in that. We're actually trying to walk it out and live it out. And as we're starting to do that, we're seeing some pretty amazing things yeah. happen. Amen. And Amen. This is what's really, to me, really exciting.
And I just, there's one other thing I want to mention, which, which we're just on the, we're just learning a little bit about how to do it, but it's the, it's the corporate expression of the prophetic. And we haven't really explored this too much in detail, but in, in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 9, it says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. Okay, so in other words, we don't know the whole story. Only God does. We don't know that when we prophesy, we don't have the whole counsel of God. But when we prophesy together, when we prophesy as a group and come into agreement that way, I believe that we have more of uh, and sometimes exponentially more of the heart of God than when we're just doing it by ourselves. And, and this is so important, and it's especially important in the days ahead because we've not been this way before. And we need to hear from God, and we need to understand what God is saying, and we need to say that. This is part of bringing heaven to earth. This is part of expanding the kingdom, advancing the kingdom of God that God has called us to do. And the exciting thing is we get to do it together. I, it's, it is very exciting. I always get off of these watchman calls more excited and more encouraged than I, and with more energy than I did when I got on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's because the love of God starts to abound when we come into agreement and we're blessing each other. The number of prophets have spoken about these core, smaller teams of, of groups that are going to develop. And everyone listening here, we've been forerunning that. <laughs> Your watches are these smaller groups of community, of covenant communities that are contending for specific regions or issues. And so high five everyone that we're sticking through this, but we're almost one step ahead of the prophets who are speaking that these things are forming. So I just want to encourage you that we are doing basically, I think a lot is the new wineskin that's going to be coming upon the church. And we need to be vessels of kindness and encouragement to see the church move into this dynamic of small groups. We have started something here over the years in our church called Encounter Nights, where we have food, dinner, and fellowship, but then we end up praying for each other. And I have not been to one Encounter Night that has not been absolutely filled with the Holy Spirit and vibrant. And we've, we've even witnessed some significant miracles in our community here. Anyway, there are, are different strategies that people will be doing this, not only for your watches, but perhaps for your community, your own local community, where you can begin to spread this culture of corporate prayer around. I did do want to just say there's two, two resources that we have that are for you. And for those of you who are new, I'd encourage you to get them and read them because they'll have scriptural as well as research information on the importance of this. One is Unleashed, Unlocking the Power of Corporate Prayer. That's this master's degree that I, I tripped into. But I'm telling you, oh, if only people would take this as a key and get it out into their community, Christian world would really benefit. And the second one is, of course, all about us, the remnant rising, a watchman call to prepare the way. But in this book, I go through Matthew 24. I also have a chapter on community and prayer and address it from an end time perspective and in the betrayal and offense culture that we're facing. We are presently in that, by the way. So... That's my story, and I'm sticking to it, Fred. And yeah, I, I've heard I, that before. 
All right. So <laughs> great for small groups. <laughs> this is our story about the community call of the watchman. Yes, we're gonna go into we're gonna go into breakout sessions now. And I'm gonna give you the question for the breakout groups. Very simple. Put it in right now. And then is this, it's actually not a question. It's to give testimony about how being in a corporate environment in the watch has strengthened your walk with the Lord in the last year. So that's, it's a pretty wide ranging thing, but I think it's just important that we just take a minute to share with each other, just that, just the, just what the, what being, what the corporate environment, how that has encouraged us, how that strengthened our walk. Okay. So here we go. All right, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. I think we're all back. You made it. So we have eight rooms and we just like to hear from spokesperson in each room. So let us start with room one. Spokesperson, you want to unmute yourself and you give us a couple of highlights. Yes, Fred, once again, here we go. So I think that the biggest picture that we got out of room one, this is like family and even by face and by just voices, we gotten to know each other. And that the Socia study has really brought, I think, in depth of who we are and what we are in the Ecclesia. And that seemed to be one of the highlights that kind of came through everybody. And one spoke about that it's helped to overcome the spirit of fear, just more courage to be bold and speak and pray and do what God's called them to do. And also it's created a hunger for more of the Father's heart. I think that's one of the things we received a lot through a lot of our conversations. And uh, also the depth of the conversations and the people seeking the Lord's and just the depth of the prayers that we get to connect with throughout these evenings and connecting. I, I see this as a, it's created in with us a confident boldness to know that the Lord's at work and we get to hear that story through many different ways as we connect through this. So it was a blessing to be with the group. Wow, that's great. Great stuff. This is like family. I love that. Thank you so much, Bob. Let's go to room two. Room two, spokesperson, you want to unmute yourself? And yes, that's me. Group two, just going through it. It's the first thing is sharpening, releasing the pure word of God, more accountable to one another, help us stay on the right path, support and pray for one another, provide strong platform for sharing, giving testimony, for manifesting his presence. Liberating, sharing makes us getting something from one another and encouraging each other. Power of community, learn to be free before each other, makes us teachable, safe place, confirmation, more willing to share, indirect correction, learning from each other, um, it's a way of living together, a lifestyle. It shows the foundation model in for others to produce for others in marriage or to use and community and other things. Having a corporate identity and movement, it's as a push against the move that is in the world. Yeah, that's it. That's from our group. Wow, that's great stuff, Utah. Encouraging one another and accountable to one another are just two of the points that you mentioned that are just so vitally important. And there's nobody that ever got too much encouragement. You never said to somebody, oh, please don't encourage me anymore. I've had too much today. 
you know, usually we're hungry, we're hungry and thirsty for more encouragement because we all need it every day in the world that we live in. So thank you so much. All right, great. Let's go to room three, spokesperson. Would you like to unmute and yes. give us a couple highlights? Um, thank you. One person shared how they've been in a group of supporting women praying for their families for the last 20 years and how beneficial that has been. Another person shared there's having that connection for Israel and learning about what is going on over in Israel and just having that for the Jews and the Gentiles to come together and the chance for the corporate body just to realize how important Israel is to us. Another person shared about a small group at their church and how they've gathered and they were learning, developing their skills on hearing God's ability to hear God's voice. And then I shared that through the corporate global watch, I was able to participate in two redeeming the land adventures and then also going to the state of cap, the capital of California and being trained to be a lobbyist and go and talk to some of our um, assembly about the bills that were being passed in California. And then the sec last thing is just getting to see the body of Christ, having names and faces of the body of Christ at large has just been so enriching to me. Wow. That's great stuff, Melissa. Thank you. So now you're a lobbyist. Now you're becoming, a, you're spreading the kingdom to the to the government here. So this is all good. One email at a time. Yep. So you just so you go to the Capitol and you just say the kingdom of God has come near you, and, uh, and you're spreading the truth. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Let us go to room four. Room four spokesperson, would you like to unmute yourself and share with us? Is that Esther's group? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay, so it's me, sorry. Okay, so one of our ladies found that she had more situations in the last year where she needed to pray with her husband as a couple in agreement. And when they were doing that and with difficult situations, they were amazed at the results that happened. And they felt that was a really big learning thing for them that they wanted to continue to do that. Also that in their area, different churches were coming together to pray. And that was a great encouragement for the community. One, another one of our people was in a situation now where they stopped several times during the day to pray for specific things and just felt that the days went so much better now because they kept stopping to pray. One of our people had found that since she'd been on the global watch and praying with us that it was easier to reach out to her neighbours. She hadn't had a situation yet where she was reaching out to believers, but she found that she could reach out more easily to her non-believing neighbours, which is interesting. One of our ladies was encouraged by praying in the corporate group and said that she'd been so encouraged by doing this that now she found that when the meetings finished she actually continued to be continued on to be praying after the meeting itself was finished and uh we felt that it was like the global watch for us now is like a big family and we really look forward to coming together to pray with each other and listen to what other people have got to share. And that we're building such loving relationships. And there's so much encouragement for each other and growing in the Lord. So much. I think all of us are just loving being part of the big family. That's it.
Amen. Amen. Well, I think there's really no family like the family of God. And this is God's answer to, we all come from various levels of dysfunction in our own earthly families. But what's God's answer to that? It's the family of God where we can really know that we belong and we have a very important key key part to play. And I just, I just love that. It's just so good. So healthy for all of us. Thank you. Philip. Thanks, Fred. That, I think that for most of us, we haven't, we've not had to pass a test to be acceptable. We've just been accepted by the family as soon as we've become a part of it. And that's really important, I think. Yeah, that's not, that's just, that's so healing. It's so healing in so many ways. And that's a great, a great statement. Thank you so much. All right, let us go to room five. Room five, spokesperson. Right. Yes, I'm speaking for them. Yeah. <laughs> we had okay. three from Australia, one from Germany, and myself from South Africa. And two of the people have only recently joined the Global Watch, but they've been in prayer in many areas for a long time. So that's also encouraging to actually hear. There was encouragement and strength from the Global Watch. There's such a joy to be on it. And I was interested to know how people were finding it transitioning into their own churches, because sometimes I get really frustrated myself that our church doesn't seem to have the understanding that I've learned from the Global Watch, but it's getting better. In fact, for the next 21 days from the 15th, we're having a 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. prayer at our church. Well, I'll report oh. back and see how it's actually going, if people are actually going to come out and get into it and we'll be fasting during that time. Anyway, that's myself. What I really, really wanted to also say is how amazing it was when we all met in person in Hernhut. So that, that to me was like the cherry on the top last year. And as a result, it's made the Global Watch for me so much more rich because now when I see people on the call, I know I actually know them, which is really wonderful or know them better anyway mentioned that as you had said in that clip that we only know in part and it's really good to help us to train us to hear God's voice through other people who come from all different nations and so we all have a different kind of slant maybe on something it's actually good for us to be able to um, learn from each other and that gives us direction and I think the fact that so many people know the scriptures so well has been a real highlight that to actually hear what people are saying and actually have the scripture. And I'm a person who writes copious notes, so I don't always go back and listen to them. But <laughs> yeah, it's really good to actually get that. And the more we repeat the scriptures, the better. Yeah, so that was our number five. Yeah. That's great. Thank you, Joe. Training to hear God's voice corporately, that, that's just a key thing. And, and it's we're growing in that constantly. And I think that's going to bear, it already has borne fruit, but I think it's going to bear even greater fruit in the days ahead. Thank you so much. Yeah. Let's Actually, can to... I just mention one word? I guess yeah. Colin, I think, mentioned it. He mentioned something I've written it down, collective infusion. That sounds really good. It sounds like a coffee pot boiling <laughs> for the infusion. <laughs> we are infusing each other. Okay. Collective infusion. That's good. All right. All right. Let's go to room six. Room six, a spokesperson. Would you like to unmute and share a couple highlights? Okay. Starts with an apology. We forgot to appoint a spokesperson. I'm good at forgetting <laughs> that one. So apologies to the group. I'll try and remember. One of the things that was mentioned, obviously a lot, a lot agrees with what other people have said. And one of the things was the, the diversity of relationships on the Global Watch diversity of background, 
culture, churchmanship, all that kind of stuff. That's as a strength of watch and as an encouragement. The fact that it feels like family, not like an organization. You also mentioned Herrenhut and the opportunity to be able to make that face-to-face -face relationship, which was a wonderful thing. So thanks Fred and Sue for making that possible. Core values was a very important aspect that was mentioned and we worked through that one. Agreement, of course, that was, was something that we discussed. And we also had somebody who's relatively new to the watch joined us from South Africa. And it was good to hear that she's been, what's been going on. And she's been with us, I think, <clears throat> yeah. during the, the last year and now feels that she has the confidence to step forward and begin to take more of an active role on the Global Watch, which was great to hear. So I think they're most of the key points. If I missed anything, guys, my apologies. We didn't make notes this end. <laughs> so back to you, Fred. Yeah, thank you, Vic. I think it's interesting that for a lot of people, an on-ramp to the Global Watch is people just come on and they observe and they're, they're not really participating in terms of speaking at all. But then there's a point where things shift and they feel comfortable enough to actually join in and participate both ways. That's great. Thank you, Vic. I really appreciate it. Let us go to room seven. Spokesperson, would you like to unmute yourself and give us a couple highlights? Okay. Some of us have struggled with intimidate, feeling intimidated. And because some people in the group have had a, a different perspective from their background, being indigenous, being messianic, and being in the group has built trust in not only in other people, but trust in themselves that their perspective is valid and that they can be themselves and express themselves. There's also a sense of connection to people who felt isolated, especially during COVID. And um, yeah, for me personally, just being understood and having a voice, yeah. I'm feel, feeling like I'm contributing to the kingdom in a meaningful way has been powerful. So that's all. That's great, Claire. When you say that the people about being intimidated, you mean that they've been able to get over some of their intimidation by being part of the watch? Is that what you, is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad. I'm so thankful for that because that is, of course, what we're part of what we're trying to accomplish and that people's everybody's voice is unique and has a, and is valid and does have a, it does have a place. And uh, so that's great. All right. Last but not least, room eight, room eight spokesperson, you want to unmute yourself and give us a couple of highlights. We didn't have a spokesperson. So my group will there and represent you. Okay. Everything actually has been said, but I'll just see affirm about the meeting in Honahut, which was mentioned about that it was a blessing to see people face to face and connect, which was good. And also about to prayer and fasting, which has strengthened some of the members that spoke. Just to be able to fast, the Daniel fasting. And one of the members actually got healed during the prayer meeting, it wasn't a prayer meeting, it wasn't healing service, but during the, one of the meetings, she got healed. On my part, really, I see, I appreciate the fact that I can hear from different nations, 
and be able to pray this work, but also is to see ourselves as how we shall be in heaven, really. Like we, we are like practicing what is going to happen when we are in heaven, we shall all be different languages, speaking different tongues. I don't know, we shall all understand each other's tongues. And what a joy it will be that we shall see each other. Even if we may not connect you on earth, but we shall see each other in heaven and recognize each other. Margaret, I disagree. You will know Hebrew in heaven. What? You will know Hebrew in heaven. I disagree. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Spoken like a true Israeli. That's right. Thank you, Esther. All right. Thank you, Margaret. It's great. See it. And being able to hear from different nations is, is an incredible blessing. And there is so much that we have to learn from each other in our different nations. It's just, it's just such a rich environment. All right, let us go. We're, we're done. We're a little bit over time. Not too bad though. Jenny Hager, would you like to give us your last minute comments and then close us off in prayer? What a joy to hear these reports from everybody today and see how God is building us as family. And yeah, we feel the love, we feel the love. And I'm speaking tomorrow, of course, and I, that is how you are building the Global Watch. Again, Father, we bless Fred, we bless Sue, and everybody that is part of this Global Watch team from all around the world, Lord, as you're bringing us together to the glory of your name, to the fulfillment of your kingdom purposes. So we thank you, Father, in the wonderful name of Christ, amen. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Thank you, Jenny. Bless you all. Good night. Good afternoon. Good evening.